You want me to kick it off with a motherfucker, or what do you want to do? I guess you could kick it off with a motherfucker. Is that what you call your introduction? (laughs) Sick. Do it. Foulmouth Podcast. It's about birds. We're back, motherfuckers. It's been a long time. We've had a lot of shit going on. There's a fucking pandemic. Heather and Scott are pregnant. Wait, what? Mostly me. Got married. I've gained a lot of weight. (laughs) We've had tragedies and ups and downs and every fucking thing in between. So we kept to ourselves. And we're back to bring you some fucking bullshit. Because there's a lot of bullshit going on in the world, right, guys? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to sound like en- enthusiastic about that. Like, fuck know, yeah, there is. There's so much pandemic and depression going through the three of us. The already three depressed fucking people. As if we weren't stuck already inside. Hollowed out shells of human beings. <laughs> it's funny because fucking... my good friend finally listened to an episode and it was the Ock the Vote one, the last one. And he was like, it was really depressing. <laughs> I was like, that's mm. kind of why we haven't recorded an episode in uh, however many months. Because I know. What the I fuck? Know. Well, also. Hey, we got a fucking president. Yeah. It's not Donald Trump. Not yeah. Any well, yeah, we got, a, we got a not Donald Trump. Yeah. Bombing Syria, motherfucker. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Well, well I mean, so that, is, bombings so aren't really Biden funny. but right now. <laughs> But like Heather and I were both just like she's like, Oh, uh looks like Biden's bombing Syria. I'm like, that didn't take long. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. No. Nope. No. It's not no. even March, man. We wanted money we wanted to cancel student debt and get a little bit of uh relief mm. and from our, you know, COVID relief and instead we got fucking war again. So sweet, here we are. You got to spend that seven hundred billion on something, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Defense budget. And what? The, the quickest way to offload that sort of monetary overhead is to drop it in the form of bombs. I don't know if you're aware yep. of that. But the Paris Climate yeah. Agreement. Mm. You know. You know they uh, did. They uh. they they paused <laughs> the rollback of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. So that's that's good. Yeah. That'll probably never. That'll probably never go forward, which is good. That's. It's never going to change from where it is right now. Yeah. But there's but, also the, you know, the Migratory Bird Protection Act, which is that's true. perhaps will hopefully get a vote, um, which would be good. Yeah. But yep. there's kids still in cages. So there's that. So he's really, you know, he's really <laughs> mediocre and that's better than what we had. So I guess we're here. Yeah. I don't fucking even know. Just drop your drop your expectations. I mean, I don't have any. all I know is that I'm not waking up every morning listening to the news and just being like, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fraud. We can be sure of this. Massive fraud. We can be super sure. Yeah, we can, we're sure of this. Yeah. Space lasers. Yep. <sighs> fraud. God. Hundreds of thousands of fraudulent ballots. That's how it happened, folks. Here we are. Can't wait for Welcome the hate mail for this episode to roll in. Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's 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 like we're here with real heavy fucking heads, real heavy hearts. You know, we need to 
we need to comment on the same thing that everybody's commenting on right now because it's our fucking it's our duty to stand by the bird world you know this is where we are and women women especially women not and women like believe fucking women all this is all i can say as a fucking white dude in this situation is just other men need to fucking believe women and stop being fucking creeps yeah is that a good segue into the section i, I think, guess it is i think it's t- pretty telling um trigger warning we're gonna be talking about the jason ward aisha white um situation and it involves talking about sexual assault but we're not going to dwell too much on it so just skip forward like 10 minutes and you know the rest should be great but (laughs) (laughs) oh god um look you know i've been thinking about how to address this in a way that is a little different than I think other people have addressed it because I think it goes without saying that we believe women and we don't condone any sort of sexual assaults or anything like that and we immediately took the episode down um that we had um with jason and we made a statement but i think what i'd like to say about it is that um i i think we should address the collective emotions that are going on right now in the birding community that there is anger and there is grief and there is disappointment and especially the day that it all came out i i just there was a lot of heavy hearts and anger and i think we're still trying to sift through it and make sense of things and um i think the focus of the collective birding community is how do we move forward from here in a positive direction what lessons can we take and one of those lessons is um to focus more even more on making birding a safe space for everyone but also to really take into consideration um women and women of color and how to make spaces safe and inclusive um the other thing is that i think we realized how much a lot of us put a lot of stock into one person and making that one person be the kind of the answer because that's what we do as human beings we we make heroes out of people and we make 
um, that person be the answer because that's the easy thing to do. And you can't, you can't do that. And, and um, we have to look back at um, Black Birding Week and realize like there are many people that are people of color in the birding community and we need to give them a platform not just one person not just one person that's always on the show and we were guilty of it too not just one person who speaks for the community you know and he was on it <laughs> everything everywhere and and we need to give the voices to you know we need to pass the mic on and and give platforms to the other people in the community so I think while we are disappointed, disgusted, upset, angry, horrified, <laughs> um, there's a lot of room for growth and improvement and doing better. Yeah, that's can't, <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, that was, we want to... We want to make sure that our listeners know that like, we want to hear what you have to say. We want to amplify your voices in these situations. We're just three fucking white people in Connecticut, and we've said a lot. Like, We want to know. We want to hear from other people. Like, What does a safe bird world look like to you? Like, What do people need to do to make this more inclusive? Like. Heather said it best we're 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 not one person it's a whole fucking community and there should be so many more people creating these spaces creating this message and building this fucking community up even more there's so many good people out there less heroes less fucking bird celebrities air quotes heavy around that and more fucking community for sure and believe fucking women for real. So what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> um you know, it's still to to stay on the somber subject, like we're talking about like making a joke about three depressed people, but re in reality like on top of sexual assault coming out, on top of all of this horrible stuff, we're in a pandemic. People are stuck inside. People are fucking sad and depressed. So another thing, I just want to make sure that people know, like, check in on your goddamn friends. Make a fucking phone call. Send a text message. Fucking check in on your friends, man. Make sure they're okay. Yeah. Make sure they're in a good headspace because Twitter and fucking Instagram and Facebook and every other fucking social media platform aren't doing anything for people but making it worse. Yeah. We're missing the thing that we love most. That's the outdoors and that's birding with our friends. It's being with the people we love. And we need to check in on our on, on each other. And we it can't be a fucking Twitter blast to let everybody know that we're fucking sad and depressed. You should check in on your goddamn friends. And if you guys need somebody to talk to, fucking send me a message. I am depressed, anxious, horrible, horribly, all almost all of the time. My wife can fucking attest to that. If you want somebody to talk to, I will fucking talk to you. Just send me a message. Sean is a mess, but he's a supportive mess. <laughs> I'm a mess, but yeah. I'm also a mess with a child. So I'm 
I really can't handle those DMs. But I, I will say <laughs> I will say that um I will say that that is part of the reason why we I haven't been so active for the foul mouth social media. I literally I like Twitter like just ugh and Instagram too and and I've there there have been some great um feedback and and community happening on um Instagram too and some you know and some feedback that we will take into account um and we do and uh I I do look and I do try but um I really can't get too sucked into that social media space and in general in general I've been trying to be better about just limiting my time and and honestly just listening to podcasts that make me laugh which is why it's been important for me to reboot this thing and and try not to be a bunch of (laughs) fucking depressive assholes oh hey scott hi john how are you i'm good thanks for checking in see it's that simple it's It's literally that easy it's not too bad I mean, pregnancy hormones don't help, but <laughs> don't don't come at Heather. She might. She's either gonna cry or scream at you. Just I'll I'll probably <laughs> I'll maybe probably, both. Maybe both at the same exact time. <laughs> and also, if there's a sharp object nearby, she will cut you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, it's all real. I'll just second what Sean said. It's uh terrifically important to um maintain your community it's i think part of the sense of betrayal at least for me is the sense that you know you get to know people talk to people and you think of the community as everyone out there right um and that's fine it it does sort of keep us connected in in a way but it's also important to remember you know that the the people around you you know the, the those close to home this is your this is your pod your birding crew these are the people who you know they're your friends and you can trust and this is always the base upon which you sort of build right and i think it was it was like episode two or three maybe we we talked about like how to go birding Right. And it was like, don't bird alone, like bird with friends. And that's how mm-hmm. we all we all got into it was just that we knew friends who had, you know, scopes and were ready to go out sort of at the drop of a hat. And of course, n- no kids helps. Um, Love you, James. Yeah. <laughs> He'll forgive us. It's fine. He's so cute. Um, but the you know these are these are the people who are are going to stick with you and, and be your support system and and hopefully they're as um thoughtful and considerate as Sean is um i, I definitely need <laughs> yeah, to right. i need to do some reaching um reaching out to people and uh, cuz i know i know i could definitely use it it seems like all i ever do is like work and being a we're basement all, <laughs> dude we're all we're all fucking sucked into everything that's going on right now none yeah. of us know what to do or how to do it 
we're we're in a fucking no man's land. We have been for a year. We've been stuck in fucking March 2020 since March 2020. It's still March 2020. Hey, it's almost we're March 2021, stuck. everybody. I mean, it's been a year almost. I mean, hmm. Happy pandemic anniversary. Yeah, right. It's funny when you listen to things from like the beginning of it. Like I've been listening to this one podcast, which I will plug. No such thing as a fish. I'm obsessed because it's lighthearted <laughs> and sarcastic and funny, but like it's not really like political or anything. Um, and I just needed an escape. And I've been. I'm now. I'm back to the beginning of 2020 episodes where they're like. Oh, hopefully this will be over soon. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> mm. awkward. Awkward. Only 2020 us knew what <laughs> knew then what we know now. I couldn't yeah. handle it. I oh. couldn't handle. I just remember the moment that that I, you know, that Scott was like, no, this isn't going to be two weeks. Hey, do you guys remember when the CDC said that by the time it was all over, like it, the death toll could be as high as 400,000 people? <sighs> And we were like, Fucking I was like, really? Hmm. How? Blew that one out of the water, didn't we? We did. Um, we just hit, what, 500,000? America's coming first. But you know what? Always. You know what, guys? You know what comes with March? Migration. Madness? Oh, right. I, Are you saying migration? Uh, yeah. March madness. Oh. I'm saying it's just, just it's things are turning. It's true. Like, I heard um, a run going, teacher, teacher, teacher. And I was like, oh, I haven't heard that song in a while. I've heard mostly like the brr, hmm. brr, he was He was hopping around like a crazy mofo too. Like he yeah. was really, yeah. really. The uh, Cardinals are starting to sing. Yep. yep. Uh, even the, uh, the Sparrows are starting to sing a little bit. The overwintering sparrows songs and stuff they're singing a little bit out in the yard yeah yep. um the woodcocks are returning we're about to start hearing painting all over the damn place and have you, have you seen like have you seen some i haven't no i i haven't uh, but but they're starting to show up in places people are starting to hear them which is the painting start i mean they don't really leave necessarily but no. they're but they're making they're starting to paint or they're gonna start to display a little bit we're we're getting there. We're getting close, you know. So the, you know, fucking hummingbirds will be here before you know it, and then you'll dropping have to start like cleaning. flies. Yeah, when you get that late March uh, snowstorm. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know that like two years ago I saw like the first hummingbird in Connecticut, one year. Did you? I didn't You're, know that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's a big deal. There's and then a lot I, of people out there that'd be real jealous of that. And then I, yeah, I put the, I put, I got, I went like that day, went to Fat Robin, got a hummingbird feeder, and had never fucking <laughs> saw another fucking hummingbird. Two years later, <laughs> why would you? <laughs> yep. So, um, I did my, uh, I did my county big year last year, oh, and yeah. I won. So. One some one thing I did want to talk about was like the positive side of the pandemic for me the the good thing that I took out of the pandemic and I don't know if you guys have a good thing necessarily but I have one bright spot besides I mean I got married that was fantastic we had a nice small wedding people came out it was like beautiful tiny nobody got COVID from our wedding we felt real good about that um, you know good things happened a lot of but. But the thing that I got for birding, my birding takeaway, 
was I did this big year in my county, and I had made the decision before COVID happened to do it, but because of COVID, it forced me to stay local, yeah. and I have this new fascination with county birding, and it's like, because it keeps you in this really isolated region, and I discovered, like, you know, the previous county record was like 174 birds, and my friend David and I both got over 200 species for the county. Nice. And, like... And all it took was being, you know, basically bound to like a 15 mile radius of our homes. And in doing so, we found so many cool birds, so many good records. Like we're just like it was a really sort of invigorating in that way. Like it sort of revitalized a little bit of birding for me. And now I have this like less of a need to go running around everywhere. The FOMO. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, I don't really even. I'm not worried about chasing rarities and stuff like that because, like, what what if I'm missing something cool at my like closer to home patch or something like that? Just discovered like a new sort of love for it and in exploring local spaces that you would overlook just because it's not like that hot spot or something. It's pretty interesting. It's something I would highly suggest. I don't know. We we have some like international listeners apparently what's going on in australia i don't know if you guys know what a county is i don't know anything about australia but if you do know what a county is if you have counties in australia which i'm basically i'm assuming you do they, i think they have like like do they have states uh, i don't know dude, i don't know maybe they I have know, provinces like, like canada they both speak yeah English, whatever right? australia whatever canada. your geo your tiny geological boundaries are called like i want to know probably just towns yeah, like, but what is that like? Do you guys do that? Do do international people do that? Like, it's exciting to me. I don't know why, but I want to know: Do international people do that kind of thing? Like, in Japan, me. it would be like a prefecture, right? Right. So, what is it called in Australia? There, Heath, Heath, territory. Let us know. Yeah, Heath, tell us what you tell us what it looks like. Heath Milne. There's a guy. His name is Heath Milne. He reached out to us. His I've never heard anybody with my own last name. He's one letter off. Not going to blame him for that, but he um I won't hold it against him, but it was Well, so there's cool only one him. of him. <laughs> it seemed to, it was cool that he popped up. He sort of made us he was really the guy that made us do this too. So thanks for lighting the fire under our ass. Uh with I'll, guilt. I don't know. That's my biggest motivation in life. Heavy guilt. Heavy, heavy guilt. guilt. Heavy guilt. I'll jump on this local birding thing and of course, you know, um I can only do it like 15 minutes at a time. So I think probably what makes the, the county birding thing really work is that you, you're you just in one place more. So you just get to see those locally rare things because of the amount of time that you're spending. So if you're a backyard, you know, casual backyard birder or somebody who can only sort of get out, you know, 15, 20 minutes at a time in your neighborhood – you can still have amazing experiences, right? So I'm I'm not seeing anything crazy, and I won't say anything crazy in the following list of birds. But <laughs> during uh, one of the snows a couple of weeks ago, you know, I went for a walk, and I'm walking down a pretty well-traveled uh, road in my town. It's sort of a cut-through road, so it's pretty, you know, it's trafficked regularly. Um, but I'm walking down and, you know, I'm hearing lots of ch chittering and twitting and, and 
bush calls and stuff like that. And uh, I just made all those up, by the way. Those aren't bird lingo for those of you listening. <laughs> bush don't, calls. Don't, don't, try to, don't try to learn from me, okay? Bush Listen to when calls. Sean talks. Okay, so. Um, it, tw- twitting, Sean. Any, so, um, Excuse me. So I'm hearing, I'm hearing these twits and, <laughs> and the chattering. And um, there's just a little, there's just a little robin that, that, that pops up. Right. And and those annoying fuckers stuck around all winter long for us. Like they never left. Like we've been seeing robins all winter long. Um, which is fine. I mean it's a little dash of color. I mean not That's like cool. spring amount of robins, but No, there aren't like seven hundred in the backyard, but the you know, we're seeing them. Um, for all the listserv people asking where all their robins are, they're at fucking Heather and Scott's house. Yeah. They're they're in Hamden, they're Connecticut. Um but yeah, so anyway, and then there was like, and and, and then you got the usual suspects. So then you start hearing the the sort of brusque titmouse, and then there's a couple chickadees, and they're just working their way through, and a blue jay comes in and starts yelling because, you know, he hears what's going on. And then um, there was a mockingbird, and it's just like the cast of characters of like the birds you see on the Katie bag of north <laughs> of like shitty North American bird seed that you pick up at the supermarket. And it's you like know it's like the, the fucking <laughs> goldfinch and it's a cardinal and a blue jay and a chickadee and a titmouse. And all of this happens, then all of a sudden, um this fucking like neighborhood Merlin flies down the the street that I was just walking along, like fifteen feet above the street and like a third of the birds who are just chilling in the woods start going after this guy because you you can't be here you can't be you can't be doing this especially at this low altitude right and um and it was just cool and this was all in the space of like five minutes of me just standing along this road watching this drama unfold right and we always use this language that it's a drama because these birds have lives and stories and it's just like it's so funny to watch them interact with each other in sort of predictable ways you know because you know the blue jay is just a loud mouth who shows up to yell at things and and sort of a spectator but then like soon as that you know that bird of prey goes by like he's on it and he's just going to be following this bird and And everyone joins in in the brawl and um and so I, I just kept it going. Um, it took about another two minutes, and there was it was dead. There was nothing. Everybody moved on. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll I'll just keep going down a little bit down to Lake Whitney. Um, see see if anybody's on the water. And I get down there, and there's a tiny, 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 tiny bird, just flitting around um, some of the um, the conifers. And I, I, you know, I don't, of course I don't have, um, eye cans on me. So I'm just like trying to, you know, tilt my glasses up <laughs> a little bit so I can see through a bad prescription squinting and, um, hard, squinting yeah. hard. Yeah. Like do, doing the eye thing where you like make a really little hole so you can try to see through it. And I don't know, <laughs> I did it when I was a kid, it seemed to work. Um, and, uh, and it took, you know, it took a little while. And again, of course, it's like, you know, the chickadees are there and the tip mice and everything. But then um, this little tiny bird comes down. It's so tiny. And it, and it's a uh, it's a, um, a red-breasted nuthatch. And uh, we don't, they're not rare, but they're sort of rare. And they're really cute. Yeah, I mean, and you forget, they are, yeah. And you forget how tiny they are. 
And it was just so neat to see this little yeah. bird just flitting around, you know, upside down on these branches, like hitting the cones, like just looking for like, you know, whatever, whatever they look for, like red breasted nuthatch food. And, uh, and it was just, it was really nice. And the whole thing took about 15 minutes and, um, and you're like, this is why I joined this fucking and this thing. Is, and this is this is fucking great, and I love it. And of course, the, like, the moral of the story is I, I I purposed to come back the next day and bring my binoculars, and I did, and I saw nothing. <laughs> as, as is common, as is birding. The, the best part of birding, the disappointment. Well, the takeaway, the the takeaway <laughs> is don't go anywhere without them. Like, you're a yeah, fool. No, yeah, absolutely. The other day we were walking the neighborhood, and we saw a um, Cooper's Hawk. And we're like, oh, that guy's been flying around a lot. And then we walked some more and turned a corner. And then there's one eating a morning dove on someone's lawn. <laughs> yeah. That was good. And it's Cause just. Because we, we were talking about it. We're yeah. like, oh, wow, that, that Cooper's has just been around, yeah. right? And Heather's just like, oh, oh. And I just look over and I just see like feathers. Like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and And this fucking bird is just like. And there's just like My that favorite. circle of feathers that mm-hmm. they leave. The explosion. Yeah. yeah. I like to, it's like the, I don't understand how hard do, I would like really like to know like right. what velocity are they traveling to make a, a songbird explode upon impact? Because it's like, it doesn't matter what bird of prey it is from like the tiny little kestrel all the way up. They make a big fucking mess when they hit. So they're hitting yeah. hard. Like it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's always like a fucking that ring of fallout <laughs> yeah feathers and, fu- and maybe a little bit of gore if you're lucky so we had um we've had a red-shouldered hawk all winter that's been cruising our yard which has nice. been cool and um, we're in you know we're in the north of connecticut so we're getting a lot of this winter eruption happening we had i've had you know, I got a light my life or evening gross speaks on my mm. wedding day, mm-hmm. um, which was the coolest thing ever. Just like we I've had I've seen red crossbills, white wing crossbills. Uh, we've had pine siskins. We've had I had um finally found a pine gross beak the other mm-hmm. day, which is like that was the wow. one for me that I really wanted to see. I've seen yep. hoary red pole, common red pole. I mean, like literally all of these cool boreal species that shouldn't be here this year have yeah. all been at this level of this state because we're like right at the Massachusetts border with like pretty good, you know, topography. But what I've learned, and this is like for me, this is like my fifth my walk is to like go find a new set of woods that I have like trails that I haven't been to, and like there's so much unexplored territory and people just discount it all. Like like Scott's saying, like down the street from him is like this little fucking wonderland because it's like these little pockets of nature that you just need to like go check out like it's so there's so much there it's so interesting it it like it helps with the fucking covid doldrums man it's like like one red-breasted nuthatch can like save a week like Mm -hmm. it's fucking crazy we're so lucky some days i forget like how lucky i am to have this fascination but it's like it's enough sometimes it's enough like and I've had friends, you know, because, you know, you, you know, if you're a birder, you become the de facto, what bird is this? And you're like, it's a chickadee. 
Oh, God. Damn cardinal, man. It's a squirrel. That's a squirrel. (laughs) But um, because friends of mine have been staying home and they have their bird feeders, they're actually looking out their windows and noticing birds and noticing like, oh, a titmouse. I've never Mm -hmm. really seen one before. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing like seeing birds through other people's eyes because Mm. you realize how much... I mean, shit. Before I was a birder, I never. I was like, I, I would have never seen a, a nuthatch before, and and it's like, no, oh, they were there all the time. They were there the whole time. You just didn't open your eyes. We got our first. What is it? A December Baltimore Oriole. Uh no, I think it was November. Was it November? November, December. Just like, but like late November, and we're just sitting at uh at the at the table. And Heather is just like, I'm just sitting there. And she just points out the window. She's just like, ah, ah. And I look and I'm like, what the f- is this like large yellow orange bird? And it's just like, it's funny because if you were to see if, to be here. Yeah. If this was, if this was, you know, May through September, it just wouldn't have even registered like as anything, you know, crazy. But it was just like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, but I guess they hung out. Right, well, this is part of this weird. This is a weird year, man. Well, that well, what was cool about That's that sad. was that I had a friend's mom who was here from Kentucky, and being like, "Do you have yellow-breasted chats here?" And I'm like, "I mean, well, we do, but not yeah. like right now." And I and I was racking my brain, like, what could she have seen that mm-hmm. she thought was was that? Oh, and it and then the that. and then the Oriole because they're neighbors. Mm-hmm. The Oriole showed yeah. up in our yard, and I'm like, "That's, that's it," because saw. it was so it was so yellow at this yeah. point. Yeah, that makes sense. And that was that's exciting, a... right? Like that was mm-hmm. that was like it not is. only do we see that, but that th- like that clicked in my head of like, oh. Also, that bird froze to death. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's funny. I've that seen was a, a lot dumb of bird. I mean, they're, it's funny. <laughs> I think that you one. See, you're talking about an Oriole, but like a lot of people, you, I've been like following a lot of friends on Twitter, like they're posting their backyard birds. And it's like, people are like, oh, look, I've had this Oriole here at my house for like since November and it's still coming to my feeder and it survived the storm. And they, there's, it's fun to like watch the people build these birds into these like little like moments of inspiration you're like this fucking oriole can survive like a five degree like a stretch of five degree weather when it's supposed to be in fucking cozumel like hell yeah like this is like i can make it through this anything like this bird survived (laughs) it so i don't know is it weird that that's what i've been trying to like where i've been trying to build my inspiration from like any any moments of happiness (laughs) is this a bad time to is this a bad time to ask about that brown pelican Oh, I think it survived. Yeah. It they flew Let's say it, it to, did. Let's say it no, did. No, they flew it to Florida and released it, I think. Oh my god. Huh. Uh like, for, former former guest on the show and someday maybe he'll come back if, you know, things change. Uh <laughs> Matt Bell helped rescue a, a wayward brown pelican. Yeah, Can we say his yeah. name or should I just bleep it? We'll bleep it. <laughs> Matt Bell. Now we have to bleep it twice. Now I have to beep it three times. (laughs) Come on, guys. I know. 
um, yeah, he like the like the the frozen brown pelican at um a place called Hope, which is like a nice a good uh, they're a raptor rehab place in Connecticut. They're fantastic. Mm. Rad um, they, raptor. Uh, yeah, they took him People. in and nursed them and then some some folks volunteered to fly them down in their little two-seater plane to florida or wow i think they flew into florida somewhere like that they like literally just packed him up in a fucking airplane in a suitcase not a suitcase but basically <laughs> and flew him south they and drilled released some him where he it. was supposed to be yeah it was pretty rad he survived it maybe he's he like, just wanted a free flight on life mm. <laughs> he was probably just avoiding the, florida yeah. yeah, and that's where he ended up. <laughs> that's where he ended up. Like, I think it what... was Florida. I don't really know. It was somewhere south where that... he should be warm yeah. weather and that's good air enough. currents and stuff. Yeah, so but yeah, he survived. That was a nice little story. Yeah. There's all these great little stories of triumph coming out of this godforsaken fucking time in life. So that's been that's been the focus. It's for nature me. Like, healing itself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Heart. Feels warm, fuzzies. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. But we did get some requests for some topics. Oh, something yeah. people were asking about, asking for us to talk about some things, and who far be it for me to deny the people. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> our people, yeah, right. our fans. I'm trying, mo- what I'm trying to our do Our loyal like, followers. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to come back from the fucking pits of despair to normal fell. I'm surprised territory. anyone even remembered we were a thing. I and by don't. a thing, I mean I think he found for us. our four followers. No, we actually, Accidentally. we get like 80, 80 to 90 downloads a week. Sick. Who are you people? Um, Weirdos. Download me. A friend, download me into your hard the, drive. Friend of friends, Neil Gilbert. I've never met him in person, but we have made fun of him many times because he's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the man. Cheesehead. Um, he wanted to hear what we have to say about the the good old list serve. And now I wanted to ask you guys, though, do you do you subscribe to the Connecticut birding list serve? Absolutely not. <laughs> I used to. I used to. I I I stopped when I stopped because people were fighting on it a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, you're like, I mean, it basically, if you want a listserv, like, basically, if you want the listserv experience, just go to like the Facebook group for Connecticut Bird. It's the same thing except with more gifts. It's like Tatooine, <laughs> folks. It's that bad. Tatooine. Oh my god. It's. it's I mean, it's, like, a lot of these people are just well-meaning. It's just I get so well-meaning idiots. Well, well, I you know I just feel bad because like there's like you know nice old people in Connecticut and they like spot a bird or something and then someone just shits on them. Yeah, yeah. That's it just shits I, on my, them. My hot take of the fucking episode, I don't know if I've already done this yet, had one yet, I'm sure I have, but this hot take is that I I fucking can't wait for listservs to fucking die. <laughs> so over, I, 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 it's just like, for every kind, wonderful backyard bird that's just so excited that a fucking brown creeper popped into their yard, there is like three fucking old white guys that are like well actually 
like just fucking well actuallying the shit out of them, gatekeeping or like doing whatever the fucking old white guys do and and ruining the experience for another fucking person. Like if God forbid you're a fucking new birder coming into the listserv to just like learn about like where things might pop up, you're going to get to see somebody like accidentally spill the fucking the the beans on where maybe a roosting long-eared owl is and that guy is going to witness a person get torn to literal fucking shreds for just trying to help a fucking friend out and like it happens we see it happening on facebook threads and stuff but it's our own goddamn fault for going down to facebook right that's how i see it if i say something stupid on facebook i kind of expect to get torn apart by somebody it's just how it goes but on the list serve on a listserv, that's not where it's supposed to happen. And I'm just fucking ready. I'm fucking ready for that shit to go away. And I know people listen who are mods of listservs in other states. And I'm sorry for you, man and woman. I'm sorry that you think that you need to provide that service for people because it's fucking over. It's like the old phone call chains when there was a rarity or something like that. Nobody fucking does that anymore for a goddamn reason. Just fucking use eBird. Like, come into the new century where you can't get shit on except by your <laughs> local reviewer. That's my hot take. I'm fucking tired of listservs. I'm so fucking tired of listservs. The, the listserv experience is just like the shitty fax version of me birding uh, <laughs> as a new birder. It was the same shit, you know? I'd be like, they'd be like, what did you see? And I'd be like, oh, I saw, uh, you know, some, I don't, can't fucking. Birds. Ca- Carolina, let's birds. just say I said a Carolina wren. I don't know. And they're just like. <sighs> because you have reasonable fear at that moment that you're, that you're going to walk out of that feeling like less of a fucking person than when yeah. you walked into that experience. <laughs> like there's genuine fear. You can go, if you go onto the listserv right now, Scott, if you were to sign in, God for fucking bid you ever decided <laughs> to do that. And you went on there and you said something that might be a little bit wrong. Like you made like a weird comment that's just like a little bit off. There is a fucking person that has the opportunity to get to send you a private message or fucking berate you in front of anybody that's subscribed to it at any point. Like you've opened yourself up to that kind of shit. And there is a fucking dude in Connecticut who is doing that to people right now. He's like literally harassing people through their fucking email because he thinks he's God's gift to fucking birders. He's like a fucking 75 year old dude that can't get out of his car to bird anymore. And he's getting pissed off at people for going to see red cross bills at him and asset. Like, it, this is the kind of shit that comes out of these fucking places, and like for all the I, good that they're doing. Can you just like, I, like s- yeah? I mean, this is yeah. I unsubscribed when there was a big fight over like fluorescent clothing. Hmm. They were complaining <laughs> about joggers. They were complaining about joggers and how they shouldn't be allowed to wear fluorescent clothing. And I was like, all right, I'm out of this. <laughs> yeah, it's just the toxicity, man. It's, People uh, do get fucking. People do get fucking weird as they get older, though, right? Am I right? I mean, I'm getting weird as I get older. Like, part of it is that, especially for us males, you know, the frontal lobe just begins to recede inside our skulls, and we just become sort of rigid and weird, and we, like, you just lose your inhibition. Like, like I stopped to get beer um, on the way to pick up my kid because I have to have a couple before I get in the car to get him. I'm kidding. This is not true. Don't send. <laughs> oh my god. Send child <laughs> protective canceled. services after me. Um, oh. No. So I I stopped at uh, this fine local uh, establishment, Wine One Hundred One. 
Um, and um, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and this this car is parked up on on the sidewalk, and there's just somebody. It's like a contractor who's like, and it's a rental car. It's a CarMax car, and it's parked in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. And this dude is just like in like in this empty storefront doing some fucking bullshit on the linoleum floor or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. And I'm just like this fucking car, this fucking guy. And I look and I look at him and I look at the car and I'm walking by and it's a rental car. And I'm just thinking like nobody can get a fucking around this car. If if anybody with any sort of physical disability was going to try to go up Whitney Avenue at this point, they can't. They would have to go back like 300 feet to a traffic light to tr- cross at that traffic light to get to the other side and then come back. And I'm just like, this fucking sucks. And this guy fucking sucks. And, I, and this is like all I can think of. And I go into the store this and they're very just typical. And they're just Scott. like, hey, how's it going? I'm just like, oh, no, I'm, yeah. How are you? What? <laughs> it's like get my beer. And I'm still like upset about this. You know, and as I'm walking in, this guy's sort of walking out and he just walks uncomfortably close. He's not like following like everybody's masked, but he's not he's not concerned about social distancing. And this makes me mad. And so I stop and I give him this. I stare him down. This is why I can't respond to their asking me how I'm doing. And I know the people in there. Shout out to Chris. How are you? And um, he doesn't listen to the show and he might. I'm going to tell him to listen to the show because I give him a call out uh, and um Anyway, so I'm staring this guy down and I'm like seeing if he's going like towards the car. Oh god. <laughs> and he didn't, so I just like got my beer and then and then I walked out. And then the car was gone. <laughs> and it wasn't that guy? It wasn't that guy. <laughs> it wasn't that guy at all. It was just a different guy. This guy was ready to pick fights with anyone. I'm just like it's just a shitty thing to do. And it's like there's a parking lot. There's a parking lot and it just would have it would have made this person have to walk 50 feet but instead he parked on the sidewalk and it was anyway but like this is like maybe i would have been upset about this when i was younger but now that i've i've reached the age of 40 like i'm it's it bothers me and like it bothers me enough that i'm like gonna stare somebody down and if they're gonna get in this car you know i'm gonna like gonna say something i don't know it's dumb that's why listservs need to die because people like us frequent them and we do stupid shit all right next topic they need to die <laughs> no more listservs that was for you neil we'll just edit like, that whole thing out hate, and post i hate listservs neil um what else is there i mean there's so much there's there's been so much i mean like i don't this is what happens when you take this much fucking time off um we I don't even know where to go from here. Like we, this was like the saddest episode we've ever recorded. We um, no, I still think Ock the Vote was pretty sad. I mean, it was it like, was pretty sad. Just... Yeah, but we had a really nice guest. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Now it's just us assholes. That's Look, true. I'm gonna put some that's jaunty true. music behind this, and it's gonna change the whole feel. <laughs> it, it, the whole thing is gonna feel so much less depressing, with like just a little um, bit of, of like light elevator jazz behind it. Yeah, season two. We're 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 trying to roll this season two out in air quotes because what the fuck is a podcast season? It's it's February, man. There's there's you know unless you're getting into international birding, 
or or just birding like not where you are. I don't know. I mean, there's some firsts, right? There's some rare birds and some firsts. There was a Nate was talking about. Um, it was a first in Georgia. I can't even remember this bird. It was a really crazy bird. It's like a state first record, and you know things are happening. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's, a, it's you know. It's been a weird year. There's like Nova Scotia in Canada has had like a bunch of fucking European red wings. They're um they're related mm. to it's like a European thrush species. They're related to robins. Um, there's been like five or six of them in this like mm. one like in the province of Nova Scotia. Is Nova Scotia a province? I don't even know. In Nova Scotia, sounds right. Um, like five or six of them, like. Not one, one maybe a year shows up on the continent. It's fucking crazy. There's been a, hmm. like, even the birds are fucking lost their mind over COVID. It's been crazy. Um, we had a common cuckoo that showed up in Rhode Island. That I chased that um, with a mask on, and I avoided everybody by, like, a lot. <laughs> so it wouldn't recognize shot. you, right? Yeah, I got there. That's I was why. the first one. I was basically the first person there. I found, refound it that day, and I was gone within. 10 minutes i took like a couple of photos i mm. thought it was a cooper's hawk came in it was the cuckoo it was cool to see it it's a weird looking bird because it's another one that it doesn't look like our cuckoo our cuckoos at all and uh that was cool um and now are, fucking... is that the is that the kind of cuckoo that's in the clock or is that a different cuckoo altogether i don't even know this I is feel a like learning I, moment. I, it's, it, it, it must be that kind of cuckoo because like, aren't those, like, of Bavarian origin or some shit? And I'm fairly certain these are, like, the common cuckoo came from Europe. Maybe I should... I do know that, that they have pine cones uh, suspended from the, the little chains that come <laughs> off the bottom. So that sounds Bavarian. Are that pine cones Bavarian? Uh, I don't know if they are. Let me see. Hmm. If I'm going to... I'm, like, literally Googling it. They kind of look like... Um, they look kind of like Cooper's Hawks. They're not much different. They have that same, like, occipiter-style tail... Um, they seems are seems like the the cuckoo and the clock would be a smaller variety. Yeah, they. I might be they're wrong. They're non. They breed in across Eurasia, and their non-breeding range is in Africa, mostly Central and Southern Africa. Um, they are genus name is onomatopoeia for the call of the male common cuckoo so there's your answer um that is the bird that is the fucking one and they do hail from bavaria in the breeding season of all among other places so see this is know, why people tune into it. this this show is because they can learn things from it was Sean. cool though like my lifeless grew a bunch even though i didn't expect it to that was cool that was the only chase the only real chasing i did that in a sandpiper in rhode island I went to Rhode mm. Island twice for birds, and mm. I stayed away from as many people as I could. You um, didn't get any uh, any brothy chowder while you were there? No chowder. Mm. I didn't touch a human. I didn't, yeah, it was t totally my safe. Hot take I did is, my best. I mean, not that I've had clam chowder in many years, <laughs> but fuck Rhode Island clam chowder. I mean. That I can I'm, say. That's not if fucking it's not, clam chowder. If it's not New England clam chowder, then it's not she, fucking she's, clam chowder. Yeah, she's she's a Massachusetts girl, so you can't. It just still makes me mad. It that makes it her exists. very <laughs> mad. She would she would start an interstate war about this, and she's what? vegan, so that that just I mean, lets you know it's like a sort of principle this. thing. Doesn't a chowder 
and a bisque, aren't they both cream-based? Like, can you have a chowder without cream? Of course, a Manhattan a chowder. Base? But a is Manhattan it a chowder? chowder is a t- it's a tomato base. But is that of course it's a chowder? It what you need for chowder? What you need for chowder are tiny diced potatoes. That's it. Th- that's my that's that's my hot take. That's the that's that's the common thing, right? And clams. Uh, chowder is a type of soup or stew often prepared with milk or cream and thickened with broken crackers, crushed ship biscuit, or a roux. Often, often, but that would oh, preclude two. Okay. That would preclude two of the three chowders. So I'm just not sure this watching, is a good. I've been watching the Great British Bake Off. Oh God, yes. That, like, it, right. So I've I've learned through that show that there's just no fucking rules because people can call things whatever they want in the culinary world so fuck it I guess that mm. like you know I don't understand fucking... why I love that I mean I do understand why I love that show so much but it's like I can't eat any of it no I mean you know we could contribute don't like... to this problem maybe we could come up with like a, a vegan Connecticut chowder and <laughs> it would be like lemon based it would be like a oh God. like an Avca lemon or something I hate it already. like lemon and rice Lemon and lentils. Lemon and rice. Mm. Just fucking Sounds use some delicious. coconut milk, but not too much because that upsets Scott's stomach. Mm. And then you're I'm old. That, like, then you're like bordering on like you might as well throw some fucking curry pa- curry paste in there, and that would make it better. Yeah, I make curry mix. You know what you guys better. should do right now before it really. He- you know, migration really heats up. I was looking at the internet trying to like spark some ideas of of positive things to add to this show. Clean your <laughs> bird feeder. Oh my god! Oh, there it is. Yeah, stop. Yeah, I I saw a bird. Diseases. Yeah, there was a um a, a goldfinch actually flew up to the old feeder that we have. We have two like ones newer and ones old. It landed and immediately died. No, <laughs> that's how dirty the feeder was. Oh my god! So I really have to do something about that. I don't feel so bad because like goldfinches are super it, common. No, but. it. First of all, none of that happened. But second of all, you really should be um, cleaning your bird feeders. Yeah, Heidi Trudell um, has been providing a lot of really good information online about this. Her, the 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 Facebook page that she moderates, like. Um, uh, was it like dead birds? For, does she do dead birds for science? No, maybe not. She does all about birds. There's there's a couple. Anyway, anything that Heidi touches, we'll link to them in the show notes. Pretty rad. Anyway, but she, she's there's just been a lot of save birds on Twitter. Just, just save, save birds. Save birds. I'm terrible at this game. Hi Heidi. Um, and she her her pages have been showing like this thing where pine siskins in like Texas because. When do pine siskins go to Texas? I don't know. But apparently they've been going in such huge quantities that they're passing salmonella along through feeders, and they're just, like, dying oh. in mass. And then oh, in wow. the wake of mass dying offs of pine siskins at feeders, fucking meadowlarks are eating off of their dead corpses. So <laughs> fucking register that shit. Yeah. Fucking, can you imagine just like That's looking out so your metal. back window and there's like a fucking <laughs> Western meadow lark eating a, a eating out of eating out of the dead stomach of a fucking pine siskin? Ooh. I love it. I love I love it. Nature is fucking disisgusting and the the best. Like that's so cool. They eat bugs, so of course they're looking for protein. But like, people were shocked. 
to learn that their <laughs> beloved fucking meadowlark might consume the dead flesh of a fucking pine siskin, probably dying of the same salmonella ultimately. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You see my door open behind me? That's yeah, I've been watching it happen occasionally. Is Are there the animals cats. coming in? Yeah, it's the cats. They're pissed off they can't come in. Nice. Are they, uh, they're mostly outdoor cats? Yeah, you know. That's a I joke. Like, in, I'm... in some random ass good news, uh, in Paris, they're going to uh, close this bird market. Uh, it's 19th century bird market at Notre Dame. Held on Sundays, um, the market has been a magnet for tourists and Parisians with children for decades, but an animal rights group's um, campaign against it plans to renovate the site. Um, the market has become an epicenter of bird trafficking in the Paris region, including of endangered birds. Um, the second reason is that the conditions in which the birds are presented are no longer acceptable. Dating from 1808, the bird market is expected to close when the city completes the renovation of the flower market hall. Blah, blah, blah. But holy shit. I mean, that's good news. That's, I, I hate seeing things like um, markets like that. They're, uh, they're really they're shutting terrifying. it down because it was actually birds from that market that uh, set the cathedral on fire. <laughs> <laughs> a pyromaniac parakeet. A pyrokeet. A pyrokeet. Some fucking European robin flew through a candle and into the mm-hmm. spire, and that was it. It was over. Up in flames. Witness me. I will never I will never stop being angry. I'll never stop being angry when I I like open a children's book and they have the wrong type of robin. It's a European mm. robin that's supposed to be an American robin. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. Happens a lot. Fucking Different authors. birds. Ain't no editors. No, it's just the Unreal. illustrator or, you know, it's 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 produced in can't count on illustrators you know, to know anything about birds. You just can't. Do your research. <laughs> Do your fucking research. You it's, lazy. It's the it's the robins that are operating the space labor uh, space lasers. <laughs> space Do your research. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, <laughs> what there's been there's I feel like there's been like a ton of news about birds so much so much more lately like the um, yeah we haven't recorded since like october so we're missing so much the snowy owl in central park is it in central Mm -hmm. park i don't know the new york times is writing about the fucking Mm -hmm. thing yeah and it's there's been like all that hot topic like do you share locations of owls or not like the ethics of sharing the owl's location and um there's been a lot of you know there's people on both sides of that well so yeah i was gonna say so for those for the people not in the know why can't i share an owl's location sean well i mean i guess that you kind of can it depends on who like most of the time it's looked down upon because the owl is roosting in a sort of public location and it's something like a northern sawwood owl short-eared owl especially like long-eared owls which are protected in a lot of places um if you disturb them at their roost they're gonna fucking it can cause them to like have to leave this safe space it could cause a lot of problems for the owls especially during the daytime you know if people uh, a lot of time people blame photographers and i've been known to like call photographers out for like being shitty but ultimately like 
I feel like I I don't even know where I could possibly land on this side of things because I want people to see shit. Like I want people to be excited about birds, and if it's an owl that gets them excited about it, that's badass. Like, can you if your spark bird's a fucking long-eared owl, that's so cool. I mean, but on the other side of things, like I care about the welfare of them, and you can't trust people's behavior, and so there's like I feel like you need to be mindful of what you're sharing. Maybe don't like publicize the the location of the owl like you know it's on the corner of fifth and you know market street or whatever and the fucking top of the, the third pine tree like maybe just like accompanied by a flash photograph of it yeah like maybe like give them you know it's like oh it's at there's one at hamanasset you might be maybe you can find somebody that's found it or something like i don't know like there's no easy way to talk about it there's if you remember jesse gordon ethics. Jesse Gordon, yeah. who's on our show, who posts a shit ton of owls because he's like, I don't know, he's found the owl gold mine or whatever. Um, yeah. He never posts, he never tells the location, and sometimes yeah. he holds photos well after he took them so that there's yeah. no chance of that. And it, he there, actually, he told that story, remember? Now that you yes. say that, he told the story about the flash, right? <clears throat> yep. yep. He accidentally flashed an owl and like got in a fuckload of fucking trouble for it through the well, not real trouble, but got fucking shit on by a lot of people for it. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, um, it that. was it was there was this awkward thing because there was an owl or the um, eastern screech in our backyard, and I posted a picture of it in the. Oh, yeah. Facebook group and I'm not supposed to because it's an owl picture and I'm not supposed to do owl pictures but it was like you know there were people that were like it's her backyard and she's not like telling people where it is and it's not like I mean it's literally my backyard so there's yeah. there's always there's always like this weird gray area sort of things um, that's basically we all d- it is it's, it's a gray area <laughs> we do try to um, when he when that the, the pair is here it's like they're they're literally just hanging out in the backyard while we're hanging out in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, they're going to let you know if they're pissed off that you're there, eh? You can read an owl's fucking body language real easy. If that motherfucker is looking you in the eye, it doesn't want you there. It's real simple. When the owl looks at you, you're too close. And I feel like the more like if you're if you're going to be the person that's sharing the information, it's your responsibility as the like keeper of that location like to say hey just make sure you don't get too close to it because if you freak it out you might disturb its roost and you could re- literally ruin its life cycle at that point if you yeah. disturb it at the wrong moment like yeah. if it looks at and you and if the tree is if the tree is right next to your house and it looks at you you just got to burn your fucking house down and leave it's true you have get to the fuck away right from away. the owl <laughs> just burn the house i mean if it's looking at you through your own window it's a, it's its own goddamn fault for. Then it's me. a sick. It's a it, sicko. It was being a it's perv. A it was owl. looking at me through the window. It did. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, we. Um, but it's true. I mean, honestly, truly, like, just be. I think the 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 rule of thumb in every situation is don't be an asshole, right? Like, can you just can we just call it that for all of these yeah, ethics? Do a little, like, if you're being do an asshole, research. you're doing it wrong. Do a little research, figure it out. You know, if you really have questions, you know, there's resources you can tap to ask, yeah. you know, hey, there's an owl in my backyard. What should I do? I'm sure yeah. like any raptor place would 
be okay with a quick phone call or something to just get the baseline of, you know, do's and don'ts so you don't you don't create a rescue situation. Don't yeah, and don't feed it dead mice that you brought with you. No, don't don't, so don't try to put out pesticides. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like um is Jenny Duberstein, who I would really love to have on the show at some point. She's fantastic. She said it best. Uh, she's like, if she feels like it's a little bit gatekeepy, and that gatekeeping is like a problem everywhere. We know that, but it, to like not share the, the location of the owls, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to fucking disturb it. And ultimately, I think what it comes down to is like what you guys are saying: don't be an asshole. Like fucking do a little research. You want to learn how to find owls? You want to learn how to treat them? Like do do it right. Like just. To fucking be an asshole and say it till I'm fucking blue in the face. Another thing breath. that I want to um, bring up is that there was a half male, half female cardinal in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was a, it was, a, yeah, an actual chimera, right? Yeah. Like an andromorph or something like yeah. that, they call them. It, it literally, especially from the front, is. Mm-hmm is bright red on one side and then the brownish coloring of a female on the other side it's like a perfect hemispheric split it's really neat i saw a picture um of a rose breasted grosbeak maybe that also had the same like gynandromorph yeah it's bilateral gynandromorphism yeah and so it's like last this is the second time I remember hearing about a cardinal, and there was also that one. Like I said, I think it was a rose-breasted grosbeak. It's a really fucking interesting thing. It you know it drives people crazy on the internet because it gets shared every ten seconds in every mm-hmm. fucking group you're in. But at the same time, how fucking mm-hmm. badass is that? Like, that's a it's pretty a cool bird. That, bird. <laughs> like, the, mm-hmm. the bird would have both a functioning ovary and a functioning single testes. Like, but also it, get this. Get this, uh, Mr. Hill, who the, who uh, BBC uh, talked to, retired ornithologist Jamie Hill, sixty nine, <laughs> nice, uh, was was <laughs> giving his, you know, was talking to BBC about this, and then he goes, uh, after I captured the images, my heart was pounding for the next five hours until I could get home and process the di- digital images to see what I um, what I actually had, and then he goes on to say. I have been searching for the long-thought extinct ivory-billed woodpecker for almost two decades and photographing this rare version of one of our most common backyard birds. (laughs) This gyandromorph northern cardinal was almost as exciting as I think I would get if I actually found the woodpecker. You got to call this guy, Sean. Oh, my God. This is like another one for your canoe. (laughs) Mr. Hill, I salute you. I, you know, I I don't know where we're at (laughs) in time. We're probably close to the end. We're close. We're close. Right. So let me, in keeping with fucking, we could end the ivory build woodpecker thing here if you want. All I'm, all I want to say is that there's been a lot of talk after this fucking thylacine bullshit in fucking Tasmania where it was actually like some little dumb kangaroo and not a fucking <laughs> Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, it's like a deer mouse or some shit. Um, but people are talking about the ivory-billed woodpecker. It's a and gray squirrel. Conversation, yeah, it's exactly. It's an eastern gray squirrel in Tasmania. Um, and so <laughs> there's been a lot of talk, and people actually really think that 
Cuba. Cuba actually might hold populations of ivory-billed woodpecker, and people are like actually talking about really looking for them in Cuba. Not even like ironically, like I am, like you know, like Bigfoot style, but potentially really going to look for them in Cuba. And so, I, you know, I'm fucking stoked on that. I'm here for it. That's my. I'm really excited for it. A communist enclave of ivory-billed woodpeckers. Damn right. Da comrade. Yeah, comrade. Ivory-billed woodpecker comrade subspecies. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know what we should do is not wait like four months before we record another episode. Then we won't sound like blathering idiots. Hmm. There's already people excited on the Instagrams. (laughs) Well, tell you what. Let's... um, Let's get together. We'll chat again soon. Um, Sean can try to find. He'll he'll scrape the the very bowels of uh, the internet for somebody who's desperate enough to come on this podcast, and um, and maybe just maybe it could be you, listener. Reach out, please, please. Reach out Building and this- touch base building this fucking community it was good to talk to you guys again it's been good so to long talk since to you, we've Sean. done this sorry yeah, if we offended anybody nice. <laughs> is that how we're gonna just, end every that's show that's how we're gonna end every show from now on alright well check in on your friends believe women sorry if we offended you <laughs> get out and fucking burn <laughs> it's all those listserv people you really burned Oh fuck those! They don't listen to us anyway. They don't know how to use and the eat some and eat some crossbill guts. I would say follow or was us on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, um, but I'm gonna hardly post there. Oh, no. there's Facebook too. And uh, it's a cesspool. Stay away from it. You know, foulmouthspodcast.com. Is that what it is? Probably. Sure. sure. <laughs> you know how to. We'll Google. just fix all this in editing. Just, yep. Just Google it all. All right, Google we're done. All. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.